The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Sex with Jaya is brought to you by Aloe Cadabra. Aloe Cadabra is 95% organic aloe vera. Visit www.alocadabra.com today. Step inside the sensual world of sex with Jaya. This hour will bring you sex education like you've never heard before. It's uncensored, no holes barred advice to increase your sexual knowledge and performance. Now, here's your host, Jaya. I'm ready for sex with Jaya. Are you? Uh, I, 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 I am so ready for some sex with Jaya. With infinite slowness. He slips my panties down my legs. My knickers are pink with hearts printed in a row, and now they dangle from my ankles. Not on, not off. I'm primed, ass up, totally exposed, waiting. He has to start now, doesn't he? He has to spank me now. But he won't be rushed. Instead, he strokes my bare skin with his palm. There is no pain yet. There is only that rush of fear starting in the base of my stomach and radiating outwards. Just spank me, I want to scream. Please, just spank me. But he doesn't. He makes me wait. Today we're talking about erotica and how it can enhance your love life. That was a passage from Rachel Kramer Bustle's Surrender. Speaking of erotica, last week I spoke on a panel at the Feminist Porn Awards. The next day I had the honor of attending the award ceremony and yep, I won Best Winning. Sex Education for my Oral Sex for Couples series. Thank you, D-Love, for that yay. It, I was very excited. It was very exciting and very unexpected as I was up against some prominent other sex educators like Tristan Termino and Carol Queen, and I just felt like so absolutely honored to win. A big congrats to all the nominees and to all the winners. D-Love, really, you got to experience really- me coming home with my um, award. Yeah, it looks like a phallic object, the awards. It does. It kind of does look like a phallic object. It's very appropriate like for the a, Feminist a Porn Awards. <laughs> so I left the awards feeling very inspired, and on a deeper level, I felt the importance of actually being a feminist, feminist porn creator. I mean, although my material is educational and I don't really consider myself a pornographer, I do consider myself a filmmaker, and a lot of creative inspiration was moving through me uh, from being there and... Uh, being with all of the creative people and directors, and I even went back to my room and made my own film right there in my hotel room. Couldn't sleep all night. We heard about this, but no. I bet D Love, you're wanting to see that film. Yeah, we've what? heard about. It. We've heard about that film, but we haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I don't think anybody is going to see it. What? I made it for myself. Oh wow! Which I people can do. Yeah. <laughs> Our guest today is the author of so many books, articles, and columns that it makes my head absolutely spin. I was looking at her resume. I was like, goodness gracious, this girl is productive, even more productive than myself, and I'm very productive. So Um, when it comes to written erotica, she is the queen. We'll talk to Rachel Kramer Bustle as she shares the importance of erotica and how you can use it to enhance your sex life. I've spent a few hours today, at least, reading and viewing erotica. D-Love, you're going to like that. When you get home, I'm going to be all juicy. Ooh, yay. Exciting. <laughs> or I've, been watching, I've been watching some erotica today and reading erotica today. You've been watching it? Oh, yeah, you sent me that link. I haven't had a chance to check that out either. That's your new favorite director. Yeah, I've been sending you links. Yep. I have to admit that I haven't really been interested in or watched much porn in my life. Uh, but the Feminist Porn Awards last week was really kind of my, like my initiation into the world. For those of you who say, wait a minute, isn't pornography all about degrading women and isn't it kind of like a bad thing in the world? Well, 
But one, I have to say that the majority of directors, at least in the feminist porn movement, are women, and they're out to show authentic expression and, uh, you know, the women in powerful positions sexually. And two, most of the performers in the films want to be there, and they're actually proud of being part of these films. I used to have a lot of judgment about the porn industry, and, and after going into it and learning and talking to the people involved in the industry... I've I'm changed, you know, it, there's definitely like all the myths that are out there about it. There's a little bit of truth, but for the most part, I'd say 95% of the people like really want to be there and they feel really positive about being there. So, you know, uh, I, I could also say that out of the experience, I have a new favorite director, which D love was just talking about. I'm sending him links. D love, you have to watch that link that I sent you. Yeah, well, I'll have to watch it when I get home. Okay. So, well, you know, and, it's called handcuffs. If that leads you into anything, oh. yeah, that'll make me watch it. Anything enticing about it? It's called handcuffs. Yes, that'll make me watch. It's very it sexy. Sure. I want. I want the woman's dress in the video. Oh, I'll check that out. Yeah, you have to design me a dress. I was thinking of it. I was like, D Love has to design me that dress in that video. Yeah, we need to get a sewing machine. <laughs> I'm very lucky that I have a lover who's a designer and who actually sews. Yeah, I'm not a good. I'm not a good seamster. It runs. You're not a good what? I'm not a good seamster. I mean, I'm not a practice seamster, but it does run in my family. Yeah, you have it in your family. Yeah, have it in. So the this new director that I'm all into, her name is Erica Lust, and she's Swedish, which I love because my very first lover ever was Swedish, and she lives in Barcelona, and she's creating erotic art through film. She was the winner of Best Film of the Year at the Feminist Porn Awards for her film Life, Love, and Lust. Yeah, that's the name of it, Life, Love, and Lust. And um, I hope to have her on the show someday. I emailed her today. I was like, I want to have her on the show. She just seems really fascinating and interesting as a person. She's the same age as me. Mm, wow. So she's my new exciting person that I'm all into. Maybe she'll be your new European lover. Yeah, or we could do a project together. That'd be even more exciting to you probably. Yeah, you know, because yeah. we're both filmmakers and we could make a film. That would be fun. Mm. You're both into sex. An educational film, of course. Of course. <laughs> Now, when it comes to my erotica, I much prefer reading than watching it because it leaves stuff to my imagination and I'm way more turned on by that. How about you, D-Love? Do you prefer reading or watching erotica? I'm illiterate, so I have to just watch things. (laughs) It's completely untrue, D-Love and his jokes. Yeah, but uh, no, I'm I'm typical male in that. Uh, I love seeing it. I mean, I get turned on when I read stuff, but... It's also immediate gratification. It's much faster for me to get turned on by visual imagery and a particular look and seeing the expression in uh, women's faces while engaging. When they're in pleasure? Yeah, in pleasure. Or, you know, even in the BDSM thing, that sort of, they're they're in that trance state of uh, being bound and out of control and all that kind of stuff. The surrender? The splendor, yeah. Like the girl in our story I was reading who was getting spanked. Yeah, yep. I like all So that. I have a few suggestions for sharing erotica together. I know that it can be a, a tool, and we'll talk to Rachel uh, Bustle more about this, but the first thing I'd recommend is to read to each other as a form of foreplay. I love that. Like, even, like, it doesn't even have to be erotic stories. I just love to be read to before I go to sleep at night. I something about that that I really enjoy. Maybe it's from childhood. You know, because mm-hmm. you get stories read to you before you go to sleep. So you were getting erotica so, read to you before you went to, went to bed? No, I was not getting erotic stories read to me. Is that where this all comes from? But, but what I'm suggesting is that as adults, that you read to each other as a form of foreplay. Like you can read a story to your partner that's one of your own fantasies so that it's like a hint hint, you know, like keep reading them bondage stories if that's what you're really into, like mm-hmm. hint hint do a little yeah. of that. Uh-huh. It's a good way to kind of do sexual communication in an indirect way. Right. Well, even if you are direct about what you say, but then you're sort of laying the groundwork, especially if you're uncomfortable with it, then you introduce them to the world slowly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Another thing you can do is watch some stuff without your partner and then find out what turns you on. 
And then you take that to your lover and watch it together and share what was such a turn on about it. That way Good it's idea. sort of opening the communication lines. The only issue with that one is that when your partner is like, well, why would you like something like that? You know, yeah. if they have kind of like a bad reaction to it mm-hmm. as opposed to being open. So you might want to just first off state that you're vulnerable about sharing with it because you're afraid that they're going to think you're, you know, judge you for it. And then, yep. you know, just be honest. So right. watch and it together and then share what turns on, turns you on about it. Right. And all of these things are good indications about your uh, partner's ability to communicate and listen and really hear you and see who you are. So, hey, if they can't uh, really take that in, then maybe there's some things to uncover about your relationship. Mm-hmm. That may not so, be yeah, porn is a tool for uncovering more about your relationship on a deeper level. Wow, that's that that flips a bunch of people's heads. okay then the last thing i have before we go to break is have your favorite scenes playing in the background while you make love so maybe you and your partner pick out some of your favorite scenes and make a little collage kind of like a mixtape it's like a mixtape with only with erotica Um, you could even like record like your own voice reading stories and stuff so that while you're making love it's just playing there so that you have the sounds and you have the sights and it can all help to heighten the experience. What do you and think of that have, idea, D-Love? I, I think it's good. And it's, you know, if you have a big video, one of those video projectors, mm-hmm. then you can project it really huge on your bedroom wall or onto the sheets that you're lying on. And That's kind of cool. Multimedia experience. Yeah, like project it onto your sheets. And yeah, so it'd be all over your body while you're... And like, almost like you're in the scene. Exactly. That's artistic. It's a scene within a scene. I can see it now. Uh huh. I like my director brain can see it now. (laughs) So for all of the all of you who haven't seen my Oral Sex for Couples site and the Oral Sex for Couples DVD series, you can go to oralsexforcouples.com. It is now the winner of the 2011 Feminist Porn Award for Best Sex Education. Very exciting. When we come back, we'll have Rachel Kramer Bustle on the line with us, and she's going to share more about being a writer of erotica and how you can use erotica to enhance your own sex life. So very excited to have Rachel on the show, very excited to talk with her and see what she has to say about how you can use erotica. I think that these three suggestions of my own are really good and I'm going to have to try them because these are things I haven't tried. I was just, you know, in researching about erotica and and writing this out, this is what I came up with. So, D-Love, we have some homework. The homework (laughs) is always fun with you. Yes. More Sex with Jaya when we come back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe Cadabra. Feel the magic happen. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and wellness network are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night jaya world-renowned sexologist has created the ultimate educational experience for couples oral sex for couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series guys learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring women Master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, 
but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. Yep, my favorite lube is still Allocadabra. Why? Well, because it's 95% organic, it smells amazing, and it leaves my skin down below, you know where, feeling very soft. <laughs> Try it at allocadabra.com. Use coupon code Jaya, that's J-A-I-Y-A, for 20% off. We are back with Rachel Kramer Bustle. And Rachel, I was looking at your website and at your resume, and oh my goodness, you have edited and written, and you are a very prolific woman. So, Rachel, um, how did you become a writer of erotica? I started writing erotica kind of by accident. Um, I mean, not by accident, but I was in law school, and I was reading a lot of erotica, um, and then I saw a call for a book. Um, Can I say a curse word? Oh, you can totally say curse words on this show. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. I mean, it is a book. Um, I saw a call for a book called Starfucker, which is about celebrities, fictional stories about celebrities. And this was in um, 1999, 1998, 1999. So I was like, can I write about Monica Lewinsky? Because I was really interested in her. And I wrote a story called Monica and Me that was actually inspired by a tabloid story about Monica supposedly having a crush on some woman in the White House. And that got published in Star Trucker. And I was like, this is fun. This is exciting. And I wound up leaving law school and started writing more and more stories. But really, it started from writing that one story, and then I wrote a few more. And the early ones were based on my life. And then I started branching out into writing different kinds of erotica. And then I started editing anthologies of my own I mean, of other people's stories, but my own ideas. Mm-hmm. So that's how I got started. <laughs> we were talking that D. Love has one of your books in his closet, and he didn't even know. <laughs> Which one? <laughs> that is the bondage book. Oh, it's cool. one of the anthologies, I believe. And then I have yeah. Surrender on my lap. So if this tells you anything about what we're interested in, oh. um, <laughs> it's interesting. The bondage is really fun. I took it with to me to on. Canada over the weekend. And uh, hoped to get some erotica reading in in, in my hotel, but uh, didn't get to it. I had so much going on. So, you know, one of the things, I was just at the Feminist Porn Awards last weekend Mm -hmm. in Canada, and one of the things that kept coming up is how important erotica, adult material, adult entertainment, um, pornography is, especially from a feminist perspective. And so why do you think that erotica is important for a couple's sex life? I mean, I think it's important because, first of all, it's fiction, so it's fantasy, and I think for that reason, whether, I mean, I'm obviously I'm in the field of books, but whether it's books or movies, I mean, I think that the fact that it's sort of, you know, it might be something you're interested in, but it's removed a little bit from your life, so you can say, oh, let's read this, it's not saying, you know, let's do this necessarily, it's, mm-hmm. it's a way to sort of bring something to introduce a topic or just to introduce fantasy, like dirty talk or talking about fantasies, into a relationship. And then to see what happens, you know, maybe a couple pick up a book of erotica, maybe it's bondage, and and they think they're interested in it, and then they're like, oh, I'm not sure I'm interested in this. I think sometimes people think that the minute you pick something up, whether it's about thinking or bondage or something kind of of that, that it means that you want to do the most extreme thing 
related to that. And it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything by itself. It just means you're curious about it. And I think for me, the nice thing about the anthologies is that you have twenty or you know twenty something perspectives on a topic. So some are going to be gentler, and some are going to be more extreme. And I think it gives people an idea that there's a range of approaches. You know. Mm-hmm. That yeah, I was. I started the show off reading a story from the Surrender book um, about spanking. And I was just, while I lost you guys, was talking about the story where it ends up where she's blindfolded and waiting for her partner and he shows up with another guy. So it's like her and two guys and she's blindfolded and like handcuffed and everything. And, um, you know, that would be one of the more extreme ones, of course, but still really fun to play with in your mind and in fantasy world. So I love that. For that book, with the stories from the female, mostly female point of view, I mean, to me, that's feminist in the sense that, especially for women who are either submissive or think that they might have submissive tendencies, I think that often does butt up against women's idea of what feminism means. And I think a lot of women grapple with that because it seems like it's a tension, like, I'm a feminist, I'm an independent, strong woman, but I want someone, especially if that someone is a man, to spank me or to tie me up or to order me around. And I don't think we really have a, a necessarily that many role models to look to to how to deal with that, that kind of desire. So I think erotica can be a way, um, you know, with fiction to, to, to look at how people approach that and, to me, the really good writers can break down some of the fantasies, like to still keep it hot, but also explain through their stories why people have those fantasies and the different things they get out of it. Because it's different for everyone. It's not it's not everyone who, you know, some people might just be into the physical sensations, some might be into the role playing, some might be into a combination of those things. And you personally mm-hmm. research all so, of these topics. So you have so much stuff out there. This is probably a really hard question, but what's one of your favorite stories from one of your books, and why is it your favorite? Um, I have a couple of favorites, but uh, one favorite is called Doing the Dishes. It's one that a lot of people remember because it's about this woman who gets turned on by washing dishes, and it is somewhat inspired by my life. I don't necessarily get turned on every time I do the dishes, but I really do like doing the dishes. I find you it. You can come to our house anytime. I find it really soothing and cathartic. And I've talked to people, like I've met other people, mostly women, who, who also like doing the dishes. But I really have done the dishes at people in dating, like, apartment. And it's really hot because it, to me it's so intimate. It's like they ate off that plate and you're kind of doing this thing for them. And what's really interesting is that you would think some people are like, oh, that's so awesome. Like, I'd love it if you came and did my dishes. But there were there have been a few times where people were kind of unnerved by that. I think they found, found it almost intrusive. Like, no, I'll do that. Like, you relax. And I'm like, no, no, I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so what happens so- in the end? <laughs> I want to know what happens after she does the dishes. Well, there's three different there's three different scenarios, and in one she does the dishes, and I think the person isn't there. And then there's one where she starts doing the dishes, and um, the woman whose house it is like comes over behind her, and they start like pulling around while she's washing the dishes. So you can combine, you can multitask. You can be doing housework and having some foreplay going on. And I think you know. It's not always, like, that's not necessarily something I see doing in real life all the time. I don't want to have sex every time I'm doing the dishes. But I think, like, the idea of combining something that people don't think is fun, like housework, with something that people do think is fun, like sex, like, I think that can be cool. Like, you could do housework naked or you could, um, you know, play a game to see who, um, you know, who has to do the chores or whatever. Mm-hmm. I like that. So, yeah, I like that's that, kind of my especially, favorite. well, you know, like there's the porn for new moms book. It's all like guys doing housework, changing diapers and stuff. Well, it's interesting. Cause when I, when <laughs> and it can be a turn on to help around the I house, have... right? Do you love? What's up? I... It can be a turn on for somebody to help around the house. Yeah, of course. It turns that's... me on. 
that's what they say. Like that men who do housework are going to get like married men are going to get laid more. I mean, I think that's a to some degree like the idea that that's what porn is for women versus actual porn is a little bit disingenuous. But I do think <laughs> that you can have fun with it, you know, hmm. whether it's housework or whatever, like unpleasant tasks. You can insert into it if you want to. <laughs> I'm seeing like, a whole interesting film now. My mind is thinking films all the time because I just got back from these uh, these awards. So it's interesting now. I'm now I'm seeing men doing laundry, bending over, women. Yeah. Anyway, dishes. No, I mean the laundromat. That's such a you know you're washing your clothes and if someone else is washing their clothes and you get to spy on what underwear they have i don't know <laughs> <laughs> the laundromat the perfect place i love it so we're talking erotica with rachel kramer bustle you can go to her site rachel kramer com. i have the book surrender erotic tales of female pleasure and submission sitting on my lap d love has one of her books in his closet if that says anything <laughs> it's the one about bondage um and she has so many amazing books lots of stuff um all different kinds of stories and anthologies and you got to go to the site and check it out rachel kramer bustle more sex with jaya when we come back Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral sex for couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe cadabra. Feel the magic happen. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask, or share a tip or comment of your own, Please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now, back to Sex with Jaya. We're back with Rachel Kramer Bustle, and you can go to her site, rachelkramerbustle.com. Check out all her books and all kinds of awesome stuff she's got going on, and all of her super sexiness. D-Love, you had a question for Rachel. Well, yeah, I was uh, sort of threw it out last time, but um, how much of this is stuff that you indulge in personally and kind of research and actually experience, and how much of this is... Uh, um, you know, your imagination. In other words, are you a super sexy, kinky freak? <laughs> I am definitely, um, yes, to, to super sexy, kinky freak, but awesome. it's complicated. <laughs> like, at the beginning, that Monica Lewinsky story was not true. I didn't, I've never met Monica Lewinsky, but it was based on a fantasy that I had about her. And then the early stories that I was writing were basically true stories. I wrote one about getting a lap dance, and I I was kind of writing slightly fictionalized versions of things that I was doing, but that was 
you know, I've been writing erotica for 10 years. I've probably written over 100 stories. I don't, I don't have, my life isn't that interesting that I would have that many stories that are all literally true. And I also <laughs> think it's been a fun challenge as a writer to try to branch out. So I've written gay male erotica. I've written just all different kinds of perspectives in fiction. But there's always some part of me so in it. So, you know, and, and often it's a combination. Like maybe it's a scenario that I've been in, but the character that I write about is different from me in some way. Or maybe part of it is somewhat true or inspired by a true story, but the rest of it isn't. And to me, you know, in terms of what a reader gets out of the story, it really shouldn't matter, you know, whether it's my work or, or an author, someone else's work, you know, whether it's whether it actually happened as to whether you can read it and think that it did happen or, or, you know, you read it and it feels emotionally true and sexually true and it touches people. Um, there's a story I wrote called Espionage in one of Violet Blue's anthologies, Best Women's Erotica, 2011. And it's a very personal story. It's a little bit dark. Um, and at the end, there's a fisting scene, and I read it the other day where I was asked just to read one page of a story, so I read the end. Um, and um, that's something I, I've done fisting with a woman, like both receiving and giving, but I've never been fisted by a man. And so that that's inspired by, like, a fantasy that I had. And, you know, I think sometimes people ask me, do you have to have done something to write about it? And I think you definitely don't have to done it but you have to be able to get us into the mindset of someone who's done it mm. and you know the internet is also your friend so I once wrote a story about a fire eater I've never eaten fire and I'm pretty sure I never will eat fire because that scares me but I think it's hot like so I've seen people eat fire so I went online and read about how it works and did my best to you know um write something that sounded like the way someone would do that. Um, mm -hmm. So, and the thing that I found in writing so many different perspectives and writing about things that I am interested in, like thinking, but also other things that I'm less personally interested in, is that there is a con there's there's a human connection to like all different kinds of fetishes or kinks that that I personally that's my two cents on that. That even people who have really varying interests. Like, there, there's always some commonality, and I think that your job as a writer is to find the way your personal um, sexuality intersects with that fictional sexuality so you can make it sound authentic. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that was a big theme at the Feminist Porn Awards was this level of authenticity and how do you show authenticity so one of my questions is if you see yourself more as a writer for women or for men and why? I don't think of it as speaking to men or women specifically. I mean, I think by the nature of me being a woman and often writing from a female point of view, I have a lot of female readers, but I know I have a lot of male readers too, and I think that's a good thing. I mean, I would hope that um, my books appeal to both, and I try really hard to get male and female perspectives. And, you know, people ask me a lot why most of the authors in my books are women, and I don't know. It's, I don't set out to, you know, publish, unless it's an anthology specifically geared around the topic of women's erotica. Like, I welcome anyone to write from various perspectives, but invariably I'll put out a call for writing on the internet and like 80% of the people who send me stories are women. So, mm. um, you know, that's a broader topic, but I, I think anyone can appreciate, you know, a good story. Um, I think you just have to kind of be willing to take a few chances, you know, probably with 20 stories, you're not going to love every single one of them. I mean, hopefully you will. <laughs> people, different people have their favorites and I love to hear which ones are people's favorites because it's not always what you would expect mm -hmm. um, and 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 sometimes the story will surprise you and to me that's the real beauty of what I get to do is that someone might write about something that in real life if someone tried to do that to me I'd be like ew get away from me but if someone writes it really well I'm like oh that was hot you know and I think sometimes the same thing 
with visual porn, I think people kind of don't give viewers or readers enough credit for being able to distinguish fantasy from reality. And they Mm. think, oh, you know, they're going to see something and it's going to, like, set off some switch in their brain and they're not going to be able to, you know, treat people, like, in in a normal, you know, respectful manner. And I think that's kind of ridiculous. You know what I mean? I mean, I think that we... I would agree with you on that one. And something that's coming up for me is just around, you know, I was suggesting earlier to read to each other as a form of foreplay mm-hmm. um, and, and as like kind of like a hint, hint, I'd like to try this. But another thing I'm hearing you say is like, it can also be like, I don't want to try this, but this is a fun fantasy. And I think yeah. it's important to distinguish between like, okay, this is a story that's something like I'd like to try. And this is a story that's like just a fantasy. It turns me on, but I don't want to try it. I think there's a lot of fantasies, you know, that people can indulge in by talking about them or, you know, spinning their own stories or reading to each other that they never need to get into doing it in real life. And I think that has a really healthy place in people's sex lives, just the, the talking about it. Like, I love talking dirty and just hearing what people are thinking about like what, you know, what they think about when they're alone or what turns them on because there there is a difference between what you fantasize about and what you actually want to do for some people. I mean, for some people, those are one and the same, but mm-hmm. I think there really is a big, um, you know, that there's a, there's a separation between the two. And I, I think the fantasy itself, like just indulging and enjoying your fantasies with someone else, is exciting. Would you do so, a little dirty talking to us? Uh, <laughs> do you want me to read something? Sure. Or okay, but wait one second. I have to go. I had to escape from the bad um, connection, so I have to go get some erotica. Um, okay, so so Rachel's going to go get some erotica to read to us. I love it. Do you love? What a good idea. <laughs> yeah, especially with that voice. Is there a specific request? Uh, Do you have a request, D-Love? Sure. Give us some of your, you know, kinky, sex, dirty, bondage, bondage nastiness. Okay, I will. <laughs> D-Love wants it kinky. I know where his mind is at today. You guys, you guys, we're all talking about, like, turning house chores into, like, sexual stuff. And all I kept thinking of were those crazy bondage hoods that have dust, like, dust swiffer things attached to them. And, you know, the one I'm talking about. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, I think, like, I love the idea of taking something that's not supposed to be um, dirty and making it into something dirty. Like, I just think that's, I don't know, it's fun. Get you, get you going. Um, hold on one second. I'm already imagining, D-Love, making you clean the house. We have three minutes till break, so um, while Rachel's searching, um, uh, just more ways like couples can use uh, the erotica to enhance their love life. Do you have Um, some suggestions, Rachel, while you're looking? Can you look and talk and answer questions at the same time? um, Well, I think, you know, finding some, well, they can also, I mean, this is, they can also, I think, this isn't going to be everyone's cup of tea, but, you know, writing out some of your own fantasies can be a way to both figure out what those fantasies are and to share it with someone else. And I think even people who don't think of themselves as writers, you know, if if they're trying to convey something, it can be hard to do that on the spot, you know, verbally. Like, what mm-hmm. if I say this and it doesn't, you know... I think sometimes people get nervous about that. So I think writing, you know, whether it's an email or physically writing to each other, I think that can be sexy. You know, whether, you know, someone writes one part of a scene and then the other person writes another part of it. Ooh, I like that idea. Yeah, that's like our artwork. I've actually been doing that with someone I just started dating, and it's really fun because I think to me the funnest part is that Neither of us are writing things that we've that are preconceived. Like we're writing it on the spot and thinking of it on the spot, 
and responding to what the other person says. And I, I think that's fascinating because you get insight into someone else's mind, which to me is totally sexy. That's a great idea. C-Love and I do this date art. We do, we, where we take turns drawing on a canvas or painting on a canvas. Mm -hmm. And um, it really, you know, can bring up a lot of relationship dynamics of like letting go of like where you wanted the story to go or where you wanted the painting to go in our case, or, you know, just using art as kind of like this medium to bring us closer together. But also, you know, like as a turn on, we haven't done much erotic art, D-Love, but um, we do it as our date. So we're kissing and sort of making out while we're making paintings. It's really very, very fun. So we have to take a break, but when we come back, we're going to have a reading from Rachel, which I'm very excited about. What a good suggestion, D-Love. Rachel Kramer Bustle is the website. That's R-A-C-H-E-L-K-R-A-M-E-R-B-U-S-S-E-L.com. Did I get that right, Rachel? Okay, good. And um, you can check out all of her books and all the amazing writing and projects and editing and all that stuff that's going on at her site. Until then, we're going to go on a break. We'll all keep you all in suspense as to what Rachel is going to read, something juicy, and D-Love has suggested something kinky. So something kinky, taboo, and juicy coming up when we return. More Sex with Jaya. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is Allocadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Allocadabra. Feel the magic happen. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, health and wellness, business, sports, green talk, power up motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, Master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain inspired really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, Please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. Rachel, you have some suggestions for people who'd like to write erotica and they can even submit stuff to you. Is that right? They, they can. Um, on my website... On the submission section, there are some calls. Right now I'm looking for erotica about curvy girls. Um, you can read more information on the site and a hotel erotica book. And mm. 
I teach erotica, erotic writing workshops, and one of the, the first exercise I give, which is a really fun one and has spawned some stories that I've published, is to you write for five minutes and you write about a chair and somehow there's sex involved. And I know, like, again, sort of like the household chores, dishwashing, it doesn't sound sexy maybe, but, um, you know, that could be any kind of a chair. It could be a bar stool. It could be... Um, it could be anything. And, um, and um, you know, the more you think about it, I think the more you can figure out what can be done with, with that with that setting. And then you could apply that to other pieces of furniture. You know, it could be a table. It could be a, I was going to say a bookcase because I'm a nerd about books. But D um, loves a furniture designer, so I bet he can <laughs> think of all kinds of things to do with a chair. Um, like a chair. Um, but a chair, you know, like, and you know, someone could be tied to a chair. Someone could be straddling a chair. There could be a special, like, sex chair. It could be, like, a lounge chair. I mean, it really could be anything. And I've done this a lot of different times, and people get really into it. It's really fun. And then um, another one I do is using a public landmark. So whatever city you're in, you know, somewhere that anyone in that city would know, it doesn't have to be, you know, if you're in New York, it doesn't have to be the Empire State Building, but something that local people would find amusing and entertaining. And it doesn't have to be, you know, totally realistic. But I think that's a way, like, especially with humor, people relate to that. Um, and then another one is food, which also you could have infinite permutations of that, you know, all kinds of foods. And sometimes people go for the obvious foods, like the strawberries and champagne or chocolate or oysters, which are totally, you could totally write about those. But I think it's interesting to try to, you know, take an unsexy food and make it sexy. Mm. I love it. So everybody's in anticipation to hear your reading. So can you read to us a little? Sure. You'll tell me when, right? Okay. Okay. This is from my book, Please, Sir. It's called Your Hand on My Neck. And it's, it's kind of intense, but I hope you like it. Your hand on my neck is all it takes to make tears race to my eyes, to put my body on red alert, to let me know that I'm about to go insane. It's that simple. Yet, of course, your fingers going to the jugular will always be more complex than I can ever truly describe. It's the fastest way to get my attention, to snap me out of whatever place my mind has wandered, back to where it should be, on you. Forget about when you raise your hand to spank me or reach for my nipples to pinch them or even when you grab my arm to shackle my wrist to your bedpost, all of which you know I adore. Your hand on my neck is what makes me unbearably, almost impossibly wet. Is it because you were my first? Is it because I trust you more? Is it because those tears that rush forth, the gasps that claw their way to the surface, The panic that bubbles just below the surface speak to me in a language deeper than words ever could. Sometimes, because you know me so well, because you know what it does to me, you do it while we're sitting across from each other at a restaurant. To an outsider, it probably looks like a light caress, like your hand could just as easily be stroking my arm, your thumb caressing my inner wrist, or smoothing my hair, or tracing my lips. And you could be doing any of those things, but you're not. You're wrapping yourself from thumb to forefinger around the expanse of my neck, pressing pressing just enough to make my lips go slack, my breath gets short. You're telling me so much without saying a word. Okay, I'm getting too hot. <laughs> <laughs> and we're running out of time, unfortunately. I could go on and on. <laughs> I love it. Um, do you love how you feel? And I'm fanning myself over here. <laughs> you yeah. you better get home fast. <laughs> I'm working on it. So I have one question before we go. We only have a okay. few minutes. What do you have, you know, some suggestion to help people overcome shame or guilt around their sexuality? I think, you know, whether you write it down or not, just sort of taking some time by yourself to think about the things that turn you on um, can be really helpful um, you know, you don't ever have to tell anyone. You don't even have to tell your lover. I mean, you can. That can be a next step. But I think some people, you know, 
they either think that they have to be turned on by what other people are turned on by or that, you know, there's some right and wrong. And there really is no right and wrong when it comes to fantasies. So I think taking some quality time by yourself in whatever setting is most comfortable for you and just getting in touch with those fantasies and maybe you want to write them down. Maybe you want to share them, but maybe you just want to keep them to yourself and enjoy them. Mm. Mm. I love that. Oh, thank you so much for being on the show today. Everybody can go to Rachel Kramer Bustle to get more of that yumminess. I just want you to read to me all day, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) Do you love you second that? Oh, yeah, me too. We we, we can just hire Rachel to read to us. On audio for for everyone. Great idea. Have you made an audio book? I have not yet. Um, I've never recorded my... I've, I've done live readings that are on YouTube, if you look for my name, but I want to start recording some of my favorite stories. I'm nervous, but it, but I think it, it would be fun. Oh, you should, so yourself. should. I think we would buy some, wouldn't we, D-Love? Thank yep. you. Yeah, okay. you, you should. I, I encourage will. you. And if you need any help on that, I, I can so help you with recording stuff because I love doing that. Okay, thank so, you. I'll let you anytime. know. Anytime. I have had a fantastic time on Sex with Jaya today. Thank you very much to Rachel Kramer Bustle for being on the show. She's an author and editor. You have to check out her website, rachelkramerbustle.com. And uh, D-Love, thank you as always for being on the show with me. And hurry your butt home because uh, I'm going to practice some <laughs> of this stuff. Maybe yeah. we can read to, to each other some erotica. Ooh, juicy, juicy. Juicy, mm-hmm. juicy. I've Thank enjoyed so Sex much. with Jaya today. Have you? I've enjoyed Sex with Jaya. You have been listening to Sex with Jaya. For more, you'll have to tune in next Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time to the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, make it the best weekend ever with tips you've learned from today's show. Thanks again for joining us. Sex with Jaya is brought to you by Aloe Kadabra. Aloe Kadabra is 95% organic aloe vera. Visit www.allocadabra.com today.